Well, with the blood washed strong, I will shout and sing just over in the glory land. Glad hosannas to Christ our Lord and King just over in the glory land. Just over in the glory land, I'll join the happy angel band. Just over in the glory land, just over in the glory land, there with the mighty host I'll stand, just over in the glory land. Hallelujah. Are you headed that way? I said, are you headed that way? What about the rest of you? Soon and very soon, we're going to see the king. I know heaven is going to be worth the journey. Glory to God. Brother Brown is having a birthday. And stand and show us who you have with you today, Brother Brown. Well, Tucker is here today. It's great to have him and and Big Tuck. Amen. Good. Pick the boy up. Amen. Yeah, it seems like just a day or two ago. And uh, good to have Matthew and Tucker here with us in the house of the Lord and everyone with us today. Uh, I tell you, every day is a gift from the Lord. I said every day is a gift from the Lord. And uh, we, uh, we don't want to miss an opportunity. We don't want to miss an opportunity. A uh, uh, situation, accident took place this week in right in the edge of Arkansas and my I called and visited with my cousin Jackie he uh, worked side by side with the father uh, his wife daughter it was in a van it was an accident it took place for young people this man's wife working there in the school. They went into eternity. And uh, Jackie said, I just, uh, we're just in shock. My uncle said, we've, we've been with them. Uncle Sam said, we've known them. Said, great people, great people. And he said this, that the best thing I can say in a horrible situation is, is, that I know where they are at today. Praise the Lord. But every day, I got up to leave the other morning. was seven, it seems like almost every morning now, right there around, I don't know if it's in front of the dealership where people are looking at new cars and decide to try to get another one. There's accidents almost every day. And a lot of times, 
somebody has went into eternity. You never know when it's going to be your last time to be in the house of the Lord. I want to take advantage of every moment that I have. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. I was, uh, I don't know, I don't know. I went in this morning, sister, I uh, was there, saw Sister Gina yesterday. She had surgery. There's a gland beyond the liver that is called the old gallbladder that can only be reached by a surgery. And they removed her gallbladder yesterday, said she had stones as big as a quarter, and that's why she was in so much pain. Hopefully today she'll be able to go home. Swung by the hospital this morning and uh, just checked in, and, and she said, Brother, we're doing better. Tell the people thank you for praying. We're watching this morning and believe in the Lord to continue to, to help. Had different individuals that let me know they're sick and out in different places, but we're glad that we have the opportunity this morning together in the house of the Lord. I'm not just I'm not just taking up time. I'm telling you, every day is a gift from the Lord. And take advantage of this moment. This moment. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Good to see. Good to see Bailey here this morning in the house of the Lord. Different ones that are here. Praise God. Well, I uh, every once in a while, you, you say, well, I wish it happened all the time. Uh, Rafi, number one and two. Uh, I tell you, everyone, you, it's, but every once in a while, something just gets on me. I see Brother Celestin. Brother Celestin up there and... Uh, I checked on him because I'd missed him a couple services. And he said, oh, my wife has been sick. And so we've been praying. And uh, we found out why she is sick. Is they are going to have another child. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and uh, this past, I believe this past week or so, he has received all of his all of his papers, and he is now a U.S. citizen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And we thank the Lord. If you could see him waving his hands, and I remember standing with him and praying for uh, situations and circumstances, and God has come through, and we thank the Lord for his goodness and grace. God's in control. We're going to trust the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I got to get to preaching this morning because I'm excited about preaching to you. Hallelujah. I don't know if you're as excited about listening as I am about preaching. How many knows we're at war? More serious than what's going on right now with the Russians attacking Ukraine. More serious than that. 
There is a war that is raging for the souls of mankind. And the devil is doing everything he can to destroy you. Body, mind, soul, and spirit. We are at war. It's not a time to crawl in the foxhole and hide. It's time to fight the good fight of faith because we are on the winning side. Hallelujah. I'm just going to let you in on a little secret. We are on the winning side. When I would go to Venezuela and minister there up in the barrio, I was working with Brother Otis and Jonathan Harris. We was working on a church. We had totally they brought concrete in. Brother Miles brought a crew in. They brought concrete, poured a floor. They had lifted up. We scraped everything. We painted. It was, I was laying on my back, rubbing rusty old pipes, trying to get them ready for Brother Jonathan to give the thumbs up. We sanded benches. We stained them. We, we worked hard. But in the afternoon... On the side of that hill was one flat spot and all of the young men from the community came out and they wanted to play basketball. Well, that was about 20 years ago. I still like to play basketball, but that was before I carried one. I would go down there with them. Brother Aker said, Brother Snow, you're not, you, you be careful down there. They will bump into you and they'll steal your passport. I said, they will not steal my passport. He said, Brother Snow, there's all kinds. And we were sitting down there. A young man came running through. Policemen came riding through with a machine gun, their hand on the trigger, looking for the man that had stolen something. I mean, there was constant gunfire. It was in the middle of the barrio. Now, why did I go down there? You want to know why I went down there? Because the goal was about nine foot. Because the average Venezuelan is about right here. And so when I walked on the court, they called me Grande. Instead of Rande, they called me Grande NBA. They drove down the lane. I blocked their shot. I'd get a rebound, go back up and dunk it with both hands. Oh, Grande NBA. And when we got to pick sides every day, I was the first one chosen. Because of Grande NBA. Standing 6'3". I don't know what they'd have done if somebody went in there that was seven foot. I'm telling you, we are on the winning side. Y'all ain't going to help me preach this morning. I said we are on the winning side, but we must understand we are fighting against a lying, defeated devil.
Stand with me. We're going to read from the Word of God, the book of Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10 and verse 19. Let's start at verse 18. Jesus said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Behold, I give unto you power over all the power of the enemy. Behold, I give unto you Behold, I give unto you over all the power of the enemy. Hallelujah. I can't help it. That's just the way I am. I'm come to tell you this morning, there has been a power that has been given to you if you will receive it. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word and the privilege to be in your house this morning, blessing this service. Continue to minister and move. Touch around these altars in the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, amen. God bless you as you're seated. While you're seated, turn with me to the book of Job. I was talking to a friend of mine this morning, and he said, Pastor, I got a question for you. He said, could you tell me right quick the answer? I said, sure, I can. He said, when God restored Job, everything that he had, he didn't double up on his wives, did he? I said, no. He said, thank God. (laughs) I said, as a matter of fact, I'm preaching on Job this morning. He said, it must be God's will. The Bible tells us in the book of Job, verse 1, there was a man in the land of us whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed or hated evil. The Bible tells us about all of his substance. Verse 6 says, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan, listen to this, Answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? And Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast thou not made a hedge about him and about his house and all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased. Put forth thy hand now and touch all that he hath and he will curse thee to thy face. He said, she said, they said. That's what I started to title it. He said, the devil said, 
You let me do this, and he will curse you to your face. The only reason why he's serving you is because of all of the blessings. Now, considering my servant Job, I want to look at this for a little bit about a lying, defeated devil. I said a lying, defeated devil. God said to Job, have you considered my servant Job? When I first read this, it jumped all over me that God would bring up to the devil, have you considered my servant Job? He knew the character of Job. Woo. I wonder, could the Lord say that about you? Could the Lord say that about me? Have you considered so-and-so? I know where they stand. Have you considered my servant Job? Look at all that Job had beneath the heavens, the wealth, the servants, the livestock, the agriculture, the children that he had. But he had something beyond that that was laid up beyond the heavens. Up beyond the clouds where no human eye could see. There was a scene that was going on where no good was taking place. Job's prosperity, God had blessed him, but the spirit of the evil one stood face to face with the spirit of all that is good and a conversation took place. And the devil said, I have been to and fro up and down the earth Walking around. In other words, what he was saying is, is I've been all around and nothing has hindered me. God cast me out of heaven. You cast me out and I've been walking around and there's been nothing that has hindered me. I've had no opposition insinuating that he had meant no hindrance to his will and found no one to oppose the movement of his own pleasure. But the great God of heaven reminded him. Oh, there's one down there. I know what you're saying. You've been down there walking around looking to and fro and you had not found anything. But have you considered there's a man who's like a castle with his integrity and his loyalty to the king of heaven? His name is Job. And he served God and he's hated everything that you stood for. Woo! Have you considered him? Now, when we think of considering, if I tell you to consider something, usually we're trying to get you in your mind to look and to see the situation. But this consideration was not a good thing. We're talking about the traitor. We're talking about the one whose treacherous heart to believe that he, what he believes is that he can make all men just like he is. That's what the devil believes is that he can make each and every one of you just like he is. Help me now. Consider. To marvel, to marvel in a despising form. Now, I was a prince in heaven. 
Now these are earthen vessels. I'll break them down. If I, being a prince in heaven, was cast out, surely these old earthen vessels will fall. Oh, I'm going somewhere. Turn to your neighbor. You're going to like this when it's through. Could it be, could it be that he was told to consider our happiness? Anybody happy? Consider their happiness. Consider their joy. Why don't you go ahead and take a look at them, Lucifer? You all down and out and running around in deep despair, but look at the children of God. Why don't you consider them? Now, I know some of you, you probably looked around here and you thought, my goodness, what's wrong with them people down there? They're walking around and some of them hollering, some of them doing a little two-step, and some of them getting, but you don't know where they was at when they was bound under the onslaught of the enemy, but Jesus came by and he lifted them out of it and the devil doesn't understand the happiness that comes from a child of God. Seething in the sea of misery with anguish in his soul. He looks at the believer and sees them full of peace, often without material means, often in the middle of sickness and adversity, yet comforted, rejoicing, and full of glory. He hates the peace that reigns within the believer's soul. So he starts a plan to attack. Oh, they are defective. They have faults. They have flaws. They say they are blood-bought, but they are not pure. They have a past. I know at one time I worked in them. Listen to this. The devil must chuckle over the delight in the sins in the people of God. Hear me. When he sees that which is deceitful, when he sees the child of God who's been bought with the precious blood of Jesus begin to act like the devil himself, for every sin born in a believer cries out like a newborn baby, Daddy, Daddy, because it come from the father of lies himself. He feels the joy of fatherhood as he sees the birth of foul offspring take place in the life of a soul that has made a decision to follow after God. Consider. God said, if you consider Job, there's none like him. He stands out. Oh, I, I'm going to preach to you. He's separate from others. He don't laugh at the jokes on the job like everybody else. He doesn't act like everybody. He doesn't. He separated himself He's a standard bearer. And if the standard bearer falls, then the victory will be more readily gained for the other side. 
and our opponents surely shall win. You are the one of the Redeemer's jewels in his crown. You're a precious stone, hallelujah. And the enemy would love nothing more than to pluck you out. The plan of the enemy is to get the faithful of God to fall in this world today. Because if he can destroy the chosen, blood-bought children of God, then the plan of God has suffered. And the plan of the enemy has won. So the devil comes to injure and to destroy the divine plan of God. You are not a piece of junk. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. All of heaven believes there's a church that's pulling for you this morning. There's a God in heaven that sent his only son so that you could live victorious over every onslaught of the enemy. I love the book of Esther. Esther chapter 6. It's Mordecai versus Haman. And all of a sudden... He realizes that Mordecai could be of the royal seed in which the decree from the king. And so he says, if he is royal seed, then I shall not prevail. <laughs> he realized... First Peter says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I'm talking to you about a lying, defeated devil this morning who will do everything he can to come against the royal seed of God. You need to realize who you are. First Peter 5 and 8, seeking whom he may devour. How does the devil know the fruits, the actions, and what he cannot destroy? His object is to get you to worry, to bring fear, to bring grief and despondency, to hang our harps on the willows, to not become busy in the kingdom of God then the devil has done his job. Y'all ain't going to help me preach this morning. I'm, getting, I'm trying my best to get to it so you'll get with me in just a moment. If the devil can get you despondent, if he can catch you in the slough of despair, if he can make you to mistrust the Word of God and what God has said and quit believing the Word of God and that His promises are for you, well, it's good for somebody else, but it doesn't work for me. I come to tell you the devil will do everything he can for it to destroy you, but you got to keep your confidence in the Word of God. Can I take just a moment and tell you that God delights to be worshipped with joy. Psalms 95, oh come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Psalms 32 and 11, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice your righteousness and shout for joy you that are upright in heart. 
Philippians 4 and 4, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Psalm 50 and 23, whosoever offers praise glorifies me. Are you hearing me this morning? When was the last time you had to pull your vehicle over on the shoulder not to take a phone call, but because tears was running down your face, you got so excited, you just had to have a little praise break and in the middle of it. I'm telling you, you want to put the enemy to flight, you just start praising the Lord and magnifying the King and glorifying Him and focusing on Him. And the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Why? Because the devil comes against us to overtake us because he does not want want you to prove him wrong. And he wants you where he is. So what are you going to do? God has said you're going to make it. And the devil has said about each and every one of you, you're going under. You're not going to. Next door, three little boys live. Two of them like the dog. Let me rephrase that. Four boys live. Two of them like the dog and two of them don't. The man of the house is cordial. But Judah and Aiden like to play with the dog. Tim is not fond of the dog's barking. But Asher is... Scared of the dog because he likes to jump. and So when I'm in the backyard, usually Aiden, but mostly Jude will come over and say, can we let dude out? What that means is dude is going to go crazy. When you first let him out, he's going to run, he's going to jump. Asher begins to plead his side, no. Papa, no. Two against one. Two against one. Yes, let him out, Papa. And I'll say, go ahead and let him out. Not because I'm trying to be mean to Asher, but because I know his nature. <laughs> Of all the boys that I have, Asher is the less to come and give you a hug. He will stand off at a distance. Come give Papa a hug. Hey. Jude will run, Aiden is more. But when dude comes out, Asher climbs up in my lap. He throws his arms around my neck. And it's not that I'm trying to be mean. I just know that when that which fears him comes about, it draws him to me. I wonder if there's times when the God of heaven says, go ahead and let him out for a little bit. It's been a while since I've had some relations. It's been a while since somebody has wrapped their arms around me in the middle of your adversity, friend. Don't you let it drive you away from God. Uh, but you run to him. Climb up in his lap. 
The devil is a liar. I said the devil's a liar. He looked at God and he pointed his bony old finger and he said, you let me touch this. You let me take away this. You let me take his job. You let me destroy all them camels. You let the battery on his car die. Boy, it don't take much for some of us, does it? Uh-oh. And he will curse you to your face. What's he said about you? Notice this. He said, yeah, but you got him covered. There's a hedge that's covered. <laughs> I'm about to have a one-man revival right here, right now. Hallelujah. <laughs> the angels of the Lord encamp round about them that fear him. I know you didn't see it this morning, but when I walked in here, I had an escort service all the way around me. There was men that was walking in front of me. There was men that was beside me. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the angels of the Lord are encamped round about the people of God. I would to God that you'd understand that I'm on the winning side this morning and the devil is a lion defeated foe by the power of God have you ever noticed that if you are in good strong bodily health you can bear losses and crosses and even bereavement now this was the case with Job Perhaps if the disease had come first, listen to me, perhaps if the sickness on his body had come first, he would not have been able to bear the loss of everything that he had and the loss of his children. But God, who knows just how far to let the enemy go, will say to Satan, this far and no further. And what Job say? God said, have you considered him? The devil said, you let me touch his cattle. You let me take his job. You let me take all this. He'll curse you to your face. But Job said, the Lord gave and the Lord taketh away. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> When I had a nice car, I came in and I praised the Lord. And when I had to walk to church, I came in and I praised the Lord. When I had money in my pocket, I praised the Lord. And when I didn't have a dime to my name, I praised the Lord. And then the second trial came. See, the first trial qualified Job to bear the second trial. What Job basically say, he said, thank the Lord. Lost his children and then his body's touched with boils. And if you study that, they said it was like a magnet, a maggot, excuse me, a maggot that worked its way up from the inside of those boils all over his body. And he took a piece of pottery and would scrape them and 
pinch him trying to get that. And he's laying there in agony, and he even talks about his breath being corrupt. He's got three friends that show up, and instead of being friends to him and encouraging him, they start preaching to him and telling him how bad he's done. If he'll just do this, he said, thank the Lord my children are already out of here. They don't have to see this. He'll give me grace to stand in the, tri- in the time of trouble. So Isaiah 41 and 10 said, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Bible says, Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down on the ground and he he worshipped. (laughs) And he said, Naked came out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return. The Lord has gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And in all this, Job sinned not nor charge God foolishly. And now come along on top of it, somebody else has something to say. His wife said, I'm telling you what, this serving the Lord, this ain't no good. Why don't you curse God and die? (laughs) He said, woman, you speak as a foolish woman. (laughs) Moments of anguish. When his wife said, curse God and die, his friends come. And again, it's the second time the devil has come back, said, let me touch his body. He's going to curse you to your face. Job 27, after them boys get through with their message, he said, as God liveth, who hath taken away my judgment, and the Almighty who hath vexed my soul. All the while my breath is in me and the Spirit of God is in my nostrils. I will not speak wickedness nor my tongue utter deceit. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. But I will maintain my ways before him. Hallelujah. 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 Do you got a clip or something? You you don't? Okay. He said this, he said this in chapter 19, verse 25, For I know my Redeemer lives, and in my flesh I shall see God, and I shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though after my, that my body, skin, worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold and not another, though my veins be consumed within me. I talked to several pastors this week. I've never in my life seen such a day of people giving in to the lies of the enemy. Attacks. Hear me. Hear me. Hear me. The devil has said, let me do this, and she'll, she'll, she'll quit going to church. I run into Sister Karen this week at a restaurant. She had a bunch of co-workers 
I heard her before I seen her. If you've ever been around Karen, and she's in a joyful mood, she was laughing. She was. She introduced me to all of them as her pastor. They looked at them. They. And they said, we cannot believe. Her brother told me, he said, I cannot believe how well she is. It must not have hit her yet. She must not understand what's going on. She just lost a 40-year-old son. It doesn't, it, they're not supposed to act like this. What happened? The devil said, the devil said, you let me touch them right here. You let me do this. You let me do that. and they'll cur- You let me take their job. You let me touch them with sickness. You let me destroy their children, and they'll curse you to your face. But the Bible said, uh, hallelujah, that Job stood up and praised God. I had an old boy that didn't like me, believe it or not. There's people like that. And he said, you'll never do anything. He looked at my wife and said, don't marry that boy. He'll be a ball-playing fool. He'll never do anything for God. And there's times, there is times that I get overwhelmed. There's times when I feel like, done. Stick a fork in me. I'm done. It's over. But then the Lord will begin to minister to me. And all of a sudden, I remember what different folks said. He'll never make. I say, oh, yes, I am. Come on, boy. Come on, boy. You're going to prove them wrong. You're going to prove the enemy wrong. You're going to raise a family and a generation and be a man of God in a wicked day. Come on, somebody. Put the devil to flight. Stand up for what God has said. They ain't going to make it. Just what I figured. Give them three weeks. They'll be back right back in it. They didn't really get anything. Lying, defeated devil. Hallelujah. Oh, but I got hurt. I lost this and I don't understand why. While I was praying this week, there's different ones of you. (laughs) The devil has said, let me take their child and they won't make it. Let me destroy their family. You let me touch your family and they'll curse you to your face. You let me get, bring in misunderstanding and questions. Let them pray for somebody to be healed and, and it not go the way they think. And Well, they'll turn on you quicker. <laughs> and all this 
Come help me, musicians. Job 42 and 10. And the Lord <laughs> sends his friends back by. And what's he do? He prays for his friends. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we could pray for him. What did he do? And the Lord turned again the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. And the Lord gave unto Job twice as much as he had before. <laughs> then came unto him all his brethren and all his sisters and all they that had been of his acquaintance before and did, did eat bread with him in the house. And they comforted him over all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him. Every man gave him a piece of money and every one an earring of gold. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. See, he started out with 7,000 sheep, but he wound up with 14,000. He had 3,000 camels, but he wound up with 6,000 camels. He had 500 yoke of oxen, but he wound up with 1,000 yoke of oxen. He had 500, and he wound up with 1,000 donkeys, jennies, the Bible specific. He had seven sons and three daughters. See, that's why the Lord didn't take Sister Job out, because God knew You're going to see it, Sister Job, not because of what you held on to, but because your husband. Oh, my God, give us some husbands in this house. She called the name of the first Jemima. And the name of the second, Kiza. And the name of the third, Karen Hapik. And in all the land were no women found so fair as the daughters of Job. And their father gave them an inheritance among their brethren. After this, now get a hold of this, after this, Job, 140 years lived and saw his sons and his son's sons even to four generations. So Job died being old and full of days. But I went back and looked. And it's way back in chapter 2. And verse 7 is the last time you hear anything about what the devil said. Let me, let me touch this here. Let me touch what he's got. He'll curse you to your face. He comes back a second time in chapter 2 and verse 7 says, Now let me touch his body. Let me touch his body and he'll curse you. He won't, he'll give up then. But he leaves and Job just continues to hang on. And you don't see the devil anymore, but you see God all the way to the very end. 
Now what are you going to do in this house this morning? Are you going to make the devil out to be right? Or are you going to continue to hold on to God and His Word and let God bring you through it? Hallelujah! You're on the winning side. And you need the Lord to help you. You need the Lord to help you this morning. Stand with me all over this house. This is not a general altar call at this time. You're here in this service and the devil has been lying to you and you need the Lord to help you. I want you to step from where you're at and come to this altar right now. The devil's been telling you. Maybe you've lost some things and you're in the middle of questioning, wondering where God's at and what's going on. devil is a lion defeated foe you're here in the middle of a misunderstanding I want you to know God is here he's here this morning And it may be, it may be that the adversity has come. He's let dude out of the pen. I'm not saying dude's a devil. But he's let dude out of the pen. Because he wants to draw you up close. And he knows that's the only way you're going to come. I'd come to him this morning. Listen to me, your family's not going to make it if you keep just rolling along like everything's okay. You need the help and the grace of God. And this morning, this morning is a prime opportunity. You say, Brother Snow, I've responded to the altar before. I'm afraid what somebody might think. I could care less what anybody might think. I'm talking about you and the eternal destination of your soul. There's an adversary that's doing everything he can to destroy you. I, the Lord, see and know the thoughts and the intents of your heart. I have seen the tears and the anguish, the anxiety of your soul. I am here for you today. If you will but call on me, you will find me a very present help. You will find me the answer to your situation and circumstance. Trust me. Call upon me and live saith the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I need everybody that will. I need a brother behind every one of these brothers. I need a sister behind every... They are facing critical attacks of the enemy. And there's a God in heaven who's here. Come on, I need a sister together with each sister. Come on, help me. Come on, help me today. Hallelujah. All over this house. Don't leave this place. Don't leave this place without calling on the Lord. Put the plan of the enemy. Put the plan of the enemy to flight. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. I rebuke every lie of the enemy. <laughs> 